The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now, the American Embassy in Dublin has issued a stark warning to Americans about their personal safety in Dublin City. It comes, of course, after that U.S. tourist was left with serious injuries after an assault. Now, with such an indictment of public safety in question, News Talk reporter J.J. Clark took to the streets and asked these Dublin people, is the city safe? It's safe if you avoid crowds of young people, unfortunately. And also, uh, recently something happened to me. Uh, Two young boys, I would say they were 10, uh, on Pear Street, uh, would not let me pass on the pavement. And uh, he turned around and called me several expletives and threw his full water bottle at my back. I was alone. Yeah, no, it has two different kinds of sides things like you have the north side you have the south side i would say that dublin is safe but there are parts of dublin where i think um it's a little troublesome for a brown person like me i mean i have seen people um you know like racially abusing as well yes it is safe i think there's a lot of dramatics going on about it personally no and i was just on the lewis there and i just feel kind of vulnerable um just not safe. Generally speaking, yes, but at night time, no, I wouldn't go in there. I'm quite elderly now, and I wouldn't risk going in, say, after nine o'clock in the evening. You're a big guy, you know, do you feel safe going into Dublin at night? Are there no-go zones? Yeah, no, I wouldn't be going across, like, over to the north side into kind of, like, Crumlin side over past 12 o'clock or anything at night time. Like, what's the solution here? What do you think? Uh, is it increased policing or is it be tougher on the young offenders? What is it? Be tough on the young offenders. Teach them how to live in a civilised society. I think it's probably a combination of having something for these kids to do. Definitely they need to overhaul the like the child um, justice laws. Like these guys are not afraid of the police. So you put on a thousand more police, they're just they're not gonna be behaving any differently, I don't think. There should be some form of repercussion, you know, like your disciplining is necessary. But yeah, I think that's what and a little bit proactiveness from like the Garda. Well, I'm joined now by Cahal Crow, Fianna Fáil TD for Clare, spokesperson uh, for Fianna Fáil on tourism and aviation, and uh, by two hoteliers, Lorraine Sweeney, hotelier and a businesswoman who owns two businesses on O'Connell Street, and Paul Gallagher, who's general manager of Buswell's Hotel. Uh, we'll uh, get their views in just a moment. But first of all, Cahal Crow, what do you make of the American embassy warning? Good morning, Pat. Um, look, like everyone, I've been shocked uh, and, and saddened to see and, and hear of what happened to Stephen Termini last week. It must be outrightly condemned. I think the reaction to the US, uh, by the U.S. Embassy, I think it's extreme. I, I think to caution visitors to Ireland at this point, um, whilst there are issues in Dublin, I think they very much belong in the realm of policing and tackling the problem. And I don't think it helps the situation. I don't think it helps Ireland Inc. overall to be issuing guidance to, to travellers coming to our country suggesting that in some way it's unsafe to be venturing. Yeah, but don't we sell home. Ireland as the Ireland of the welcomes? You know, come on over here, have a pint of Guinness and a sprig of shamrock and sure you'll be made feel really at home. And then they read in, in the international press about uh, that terrible attack in recent days. 
Yes, and I'm sure there are many Irish people in Boston and New York at the moment. I'm sure there'll be muggings there overnight as well. And yet our Department of Foreign Affairs haven't overnight issued warnings to people from Ireland going to the US that it's unsafe or to venture on their streets. I think this is a, an awful instance. I think the you know we, there, there's obviously a, a whole legal process beginning now in the investigation. It didn't take too long to establish who was involved. That's working its way through, but I think everything else now needs to take a step back. This needs a policing response, not um, you know, the Department of Foreign Affairs or, or an embassy saying or suggesting that Ireland has somehow become a little bit less safe than it was a week or two ago. Um, that isn't the case. Dublin has problems. Other parts of Ireland have problems, and that can only be rectified by um, on-the-ground policing, old-fashioned policing yeah. on the beach. But, but what, what I'm saying is a lot of this stuff is common sense if you're in any urban environment. I remember years ago when I was in college, one of my uh, college mates was in Atlanta, Georgia, and he was a uh, the kind of fellow who always obeyed the law, and he was on a bicycle, and he stuck his hand out to indicate he was making a turn on the bicycle. When he took his hand back in, his watch was gone. Now, you know, that, you may laugh at that kind of thing now, but, you know, you do have to be careful wherever you go. And most Americans uh, will be reasonably vigilant in the urban areas, particularly well-travelled Americans. But the contrast is the kind of image we project, uh, which might suggest to Americans that they're absolutely safe as houses when they come to our shores. Yeah, well, I, th- I think I think the American tourists and I have some family coming over myself in two weeks' time, and you know I certainly will be giving them the warm welcome that Ireland is known for. Um, but I think they would be more savvy than that. I think most people entering any urban environment in the world at the moment knows that you have to take certain precautions on the street. Uh, but this is a very welcoming country. But we're certainly not Ireland of the 1950s, where the back door is wide open, walk on in. Uh, we've come a long way since then, um, and it does concern me. I'm. As a TD, I live in the rural parts of the country, but I'm up in Dublin uh, two nights, sometimes three nights a week, and I, I have seen things, and I certainly don't see enough guards on the streets at times, and I don't see this necessarily as just a nighttime problem. There are crowds mm. accumulate on the street there from mid-afternoon right okay. through evening. But, uh, but, but you're just saying happening. exactly what the US Embassy is saying, that, you know, without guards on the street, it can be a hazardous place. Yeah, but it, it, I think it's no different to any other country, any other city, I should say, in Europe or in the United States, that there are nighttime issues. Um, we've all been there and seen what happened to your friends some years ago. We've all seen these kind of incidents unfold here domestically, and indeed when we've been overseas on holidays. I don't think that necessarily uh, re- requires um, the Foreign Affairs Department of a country to go issuing uh, advisory notices to tourists. I think that sets off more alarms, alarm bells that are required. I certainly don't believe our Department of Foreign Affairs through the Office of Antonish that I don't believe we've ever issued guidance on foot of yeah. um, one assault happening overseas. Uh, but it's not just one assault. I mean, we had it's the Ukrainian actor. Though, and, you know, the reason this garnered such publicity, number one, the extent of the injuries to those two individuals, the Ukrainian and the American citizen, um, Irish citizens may be, might not be as widely reported because, to be quite honest, we're deeply embarrassed by the fact that gangs of marauding youths can do this kind of thing. And there's a lot of other stuff going on, open drug taking, uh, open injecting, um, there's all sorts of stuff that is visible to the ordinary citizen and perhaps we've tolerated it for too long. Yeah, a thing I've been mentioning in the Oireachtas Health Committee is um, we have a few needle exchanges in Dublin. They're very positive facilities. They are required. It's social infrastructure to help 
many people overcome the depths of their drug addictions. But a hundred yards up and down the street from those, there's open drug dealing. There's drug dealers hanging around like hawks in wide open view of everyone. There's a lot of things like that that the tourists can see, that the occasional visitors at Dublin can see. And yes, it's happening in broad daylight. I think unless we're um, taking these people fully to task, it should be no wonder that we have things manifesting But sure, that's by exactly night. why people feel intimidated and scared. I mean, if you take a, a similar situation to O'Connell Street and you look at other cities uh, and you look at the main uh, tourist sites in Paris or Rome or London, I mean, you're not going to see people injecting in front of Buckingham Palace. You're not going to see people uh, injecting uh, at the Eiffel Tower. You're just not. Or at the Spanish Steps. It's not going to happen. Why do we allow it to happen outside the GPO? Well, we shouldn't. And I think this is the whole point of it. There has been under-recruitment from, from Angarda Shikana's point of view for many years. We're trying to address that in the lifetime of this government. And yet it's proving difficult to get young people to, to sign up to the guards. I think they see the difficulties that guards uh, experience night in and night out. I think a lot of people, um, my colleague Willie O'Dea wrote an interesting article last week in one of the national papers where he suggests, and I think it, it, it's worth considering, he suggests that some of the policy coming out from the Department of Justice is, you know, it's on it's on legislation, it's on the hate crime legislation, which is controversial in itself, but we're maybe taking our eye off some of the core detail. Policing. People want to feel safe. Uh, very few people in Ireland yeah. concern themselves with the stages of legislation. But you're in a party of government. Come on. Come on. You're a yeah, party of in government. The, in the last budget and in our upcoming budget, we will again increase Garda numbers. It is proving difficult across all uh, labour markets at the moment to recruit people to many environments. And it is proving difficult to recruit guards. But we do need them. And we also need them in the west of Ireland. There's, we saw what happened to Donegal last week uh, with bales of cocaine washing up on beaches. We need a far more robust and the policing plan that came in in 2018, I would say, has been far too soft. Um, a bit of old traditional style policing. I'm not talking yeah. about the dark old ages here now, Pat. I'm talking about people being on the beach rather than being behind desks. Guards, OK, but, um, you know, a, a guard, back in the day, there was respect for guards. Now, and I remember Primetime showed the footage of guards being ballyragged by yobs, uh, taunting them and so on. And then if a, a guard should attempt to uh, detain someone like that, um, the mobile phones pop out and it's online and the guard is maybe disciplined and before GSOC and it takes then several months before that guard is free of suspension. I mean, I don't know how you get the happy medium. You don't want to go back to the days of the heavy gang or the days of, you know, Lugs Brannigan, uh, Jim Brannigan, when, uh, you know, a cough about the, the head was uh, an appropriate way. And in those days of keeping public order, uh, you don't want to go back to those days. But neither do you want to go back to the days or, or to, to allow today's trend of people taunting Garthi, knowing that there'll be no consequence. So how do you achieve the, the happy medium? Well, one of the things, uh, I have a number of friends of the guards, one of the things they tell me is that um, in the late 90s, early noughties, we brought in a raft of legislation around uh, child welfare. Very positive legislation, very important in the education environment. And I was a teacher before becoming a TD. But a lot of that legislation unintentionally has created consequences from a policing point of view in terms of youth justice. So now when many guards go out, if there's a 14 or 15-year-old acting the absolute maggot on the street, the guards find it very difficult to rein that child in, to have any sanction over them, because um, many of the youth justice laws are trumped by child protection laws. And I want to be very clear, 99.9% of youngsters are fantastic. And we've all been there, and we've all 
um, had a good youth. But it's, if there's a 14-year-old hanging out in the early hours of late hours of night, early hours of the morning, threatening tourists and taking his fist out and assaulting one, where the hell should that 14-year-old be at that hour of night? And I think the guards at this moment of time probably haven't sufficient power and it's the unintentional consequences of child, child welfare legislation that mean that guard... Uh, cannot put that youngster in a squad car anymore, cannot bring them home. There was a time if the guards brought a youngster back to the house, um, that was it. I mean, they'd get double the discipline from the parents that evening. And sadly, that day is gone. I think uh, the respect for Angarda Shikana, certainly in the eyes of a certain cohort of the population, has gone way down. And that has made policing by consent, which has always been the way in Ireland. Policing by consent, okay. it makes it far more challenging. All right, uh, Cahill, now we'll talk to the, our two hoteliers in a moment, but I just want to read out the text of uh, the warning from the US Embassy. With a number of recent incidents reported in Irish media, the US Embassy in Dublin reminds you as citizens to exercise good personal security practices while travelling. Travellers should safeguard valuables such as credit cards and passports and refrain from carrying large amounts of cash. It warned be vigilant, pickpocketing, mugging and snatch and grab theft of mobile phones, watches and jewellery can occur. Look up the locations before you travel to them. Do not leave luggage unattended and so on. It's all... um, you know, common sense stuff. Lorraine Sweeney, what is your take on this? Because you've got a couple of businesses, a hotel and a restaurant in O'Connell Street, which is, if you like, at the heart of this controversy. And uh, Paul Gallagher, General Manager of Buzzwells on the south side of the city, a stone's throw from uh, Grafton Street. So, Lorraine, first of all, your take on this. Yeah, well, Pat, uh, thanks for giving me this opportunity. Um, I've traded in O'Connell Street for 30 years, previously in Cleary's and now in Bechoff Restaurants and the Muse Cafe in Eason's. And I walked the streets of O'Connell Street yesterday and I have to say I entirely agree with the US Embassy uh, giving a warning to tourists coming to Ireland because the bulk of our tourists are Americans. And I I looked at them in innocence yesterday and I thought to myself, they're very vulnerable. This is a bad street. Um, the, the streets and the the the, the lanes surrounding O'Connell Street are, are not a safe place to be. Unfortunately, there is zero Garda presence. Um, as, uh, as a hotelier, or sorry, as a caterer in the street, I, I, we just know that we can't walk out and um, grab a guard if somebody is misbehaving on the premises. There are drug addicts, there are drunks, there are thieves. Uh, in a very busy place and it's very difficult. Um, one of the big problems as I see it is at night time, soup kitchens, well-minded people set up soup kitchens in O'Connell Street and uh, it, it's a kind of a nesting place then for people to hang around. Um, they they kind of convene there waiting for this to happen in the evening. There's no toilets. Um, I think first of all if I was managing Dublin's on behalf of the Gardaí I'd be saying stop those soup kitchens. Uh, that that brings a cohort of people that uh, really uh, hang around all day. Uh, second of all, uh, the GPO you mentioned earlier is our icon where our heroes fought for our freedom. And it attracts a huge number of tourists, but it's also the biggest social welfare office in the country. And it's a honeypot for, um, like we have to go there, our bank closed in O'Connell Street, so we go there to lodge our money. So you have people going in to lodge money, you have people going in to collect welfare, and you have uh, uh, numerous tourists. And, you know, that that mix isn't good for the tourism, I would say. A task force is needed on O'Connell Street. In fact, I would have the army on O'Connell Street. If you, if you walk down the Champs-Élysées, Discreetly, you'll see armed police at certain corners. And I feel I feel safe in Paris, 
but I do not feel safe in Main Street no. Dublin, which I think is a terrible pity. Now, now, by the way, there are places in Paris where you don't feel safe. If you go to the Gare du Nord, for example, uh, you don't feel safe there. Uh, there are constantly people hopping the stiles, running through the station. Uh, there's aggressive begging. There's hassle. You know, there are places in Paris that are not the idyllic uh, but there is that, a presence of police and army and it certainly does sure. give you that comfort factor. Yeah. Uh, Leo Varadkar, for example, he disagreed with the US embassy statement saying that they shouldn't get specific location warnings. I think they should. I think people need to know that Grafton Street is safer than O'Connell Street, that Stevens Green is safer than O'Connell Street, so that pe- people can be well warned. They're vulnerable and they're innocent and, you know, they don't know the ins and outs. I, I had an incident recently, I don't know if you have the time for me to recount this, but I'm coming around from the Pro-Cathedral to O'Connell Street and a girl is frantically trying to sell a mobile phone for 30 euro. And I knew she was a drug addict and needed a fix. So I said if she admitted that it was stolen, I would buy it from her for 30 euro, which I did. And she went off happy. I walked around to the new Garda station on O'Connell Street and pressed the bell to see could I get into it. You can only enter by a, by a bell. And then the Garda is sitting behind a screen that you can't touch or feel. So he's safe inside. And why is the Garda in O'Connell Street behind a screen in case somebody comes in and attacks him? Uh, he wouldn't take the phone from me. So I'm stuck with a stolen mobile phone. I thought I could give it to the Garda station and find the person who, who, from whom it was stolen. But a new Garda station on O'Connell Street that, that the guard can't come out, it's crazy. All right. Um, OK, so that's uh, the view literally from uh, the, the epicentre of a lot of the trouble that's been happening. Uh, Paul Gallagher, General Manager of Buswells, what is your view? You are near what Lorraine characterised as the, the safe zone of Grafton Street, Stevens Green. You're also across the road from Doyle Aaron with eight policemen going up and down at any given time. It's no wonder you might feel safe. Well, well, I do feel safe. Uh, I know what Lorraine is referring to. I think all city centres right around the world, there are awkward and dangerous areas or a sense of danger, and then there's other areas that aren't. I mean, I have a guard on duty across the road in the hotel all of the time, which is tremendous. But I mean, in perspective, though, the United States warns visitors to the United States of exactly the same precautions to take as the American embassy have issued now to American visitors visiting Dublin. So personal safety and security is something we all do as travellers. And whilst Stephen Termini's attack, it was savage in its nature. I don't think it is typical. And being here for so many years, I can tell you, in 25 years, I have about 11,000 American guests every year. That's about 275,000 guests over that period of time. Not one of them has had an incident of that nature. Now, that may be good fortune for my guests, but that would, in fact, be the typical. So I think we're, we're finding a number of examples of very vicious assaults and, you know, supposing then on that, that this is actually a dangerous place to be. It's not. But things can be better, and I think Lorraine has hinted to a few of them, but certainly from my perspective, a directly elected Lord Mayor for Dublin with real power is absolutely essential and urgent. Yeah, but no, you know, they're talking about the the Limerick uh, mayoral election next uh, June, but whether that person will have executive powers like Sadiq Khan has in London is very much an open question. We await to get the details of that legislation. But, uh, you know, you, you, you talk about your experience of guests in Boswell's Hotel um, not 
suffering any harm. But I, I'm, I'm just thinking, um, the iconic nature of O'Connell Street, you know, where the 1916 Rising was centred, the iconic GPO, the National Theatre, the Abbey Theatre, the other theatre, uh, eminent in its own way, the Gate Theatre, the Garden of Remembrance, all of these things are places where uh, tourists might be tempted to visit. Um, so... It is inappropriate, do you not think, that that should be a centre for this kind of antisocial behaviour of all places? Yeah, I do. And I think that's about, um, I suppose, our attitude to this sort of behaviour. Some parental control issues, perhaps a decentralisation of drug treatment clinics out of city centres. Uh, we have a low low uh, cleanliness level off main streets. And I know Dublin City Council are working to, to resolve that. And then we have some issues around physical conditions of public spaces. And obviously, visibility of guard of policing is hugely important. I think if you think you'll get away with it and you're of that mind to do bad things, well, then you'll pick areas where you won't be noticed mm. or might get away with it. And I think that it really is down to both society and obviously policing. Yeah. And we don't put enough resources into looking after the city. And, and unfortunately, you know, something will have to be done to, to remedy that. But we have probably too many guard uh, based in offices. We have probably too many guard who are rostered off at weekends. Yeah, I think the numbers, though, given about the, the guard, the force being 13,000 when our population was 3.5 million and now being uh, 14,000 when our population is 5 million, uh, really says it all that perhaps we should be close on 20,000 guard uh, to police the state uh, properly. But it's not just O'Connell Street, by the way. The other iconic building might be the Four Courts, where the opening salvos of the Civil War were, were fired. Um, and right outside there, at Merchant's Quay, you've got a bridge. It's a stone's throw from the Bridewell, and it's a stone's throw further from uh, the courts. And you've got, again, open drug dealing on that particular bridge. Um, go to the Guinness Hub store, Dublin 8. I mean, do you feel comfortable walking around Dublin 8? Go back down to Sean McDermott Street. I'm just giving you stuff anecdotally that uh, occurs to me. The car park in Sean McDermott Street used to be able to drive in, get your ticket and go up and park. Now it's locked down. You have to go and approach the gate and it's literally barricaded in uh, for you to access that car park. Now, what's that telling you about um, how people view the safety of their vehicles in that area? There's so much that he's wrong. Yeah, I agree that there's a lot wrong, but I think, you know, we, we can resolve it. And I think it's about uh, public support for, for policing, but also obviously more resources put into frontline policing. We have a serious problem with unavailability of visible guard presence on our streets. And until that's resolved, I think, you know, we're not going to really make much headroom. But I think cleaning and cleanliness and public realm and physical condition of public spaces is another thing that helps remove uh, behaviour or people's behaviour in certain places. So I think that needs to be dealt with. All right. Well, look, um, so many texts coming in. I'll bring those to our listeners in a few moments' time. Uh, but my thanks uh, to Paul and to Lorraine and to Cahill Crow for joining us on this one. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.